Catherine Zoan is a publicist for a Taiwanese design firm. Born and raised in Hanoi, Vietnam, she has traveled extensively from an early age and has lived in several different countries, namely Vietnam, China, Taiwan, and Mongolia. And right now, she is based in Taipei, and that's where we catch up with her. Welcome to the latest episode of The Journey Podcast, where I, Cy Wilmore, talk with pioneers, trailblazers, and thought leaders who are pushing the envelope in their industry. Season five is brought to you in partnership with the Taiwan Tourism Administration. So yeah, I was born and raised the whole time in Hanoi, Vietnam, but uh, thanks to my uh, parents' job, so I had the privilege and the opportunity to sort of grow up abroad. So Wonderful. by the time that I was almost one year old, uh, we moved to China, and then that is where I grew up and then stayed until I was five and a half. So sort of my early childhood, I spent time in China, and then right before I entered primary school, we headed back to Vietnam, and then I spent the next 12 years for education all back home in Vietnam. However, during that time, I also traveled back and forth between Vietnam and Taiwan, also because of my parents' job. So I was going out just to vis visit my parents and also my sister in Taiwan for summer vacation or Lunar New Year, and then I would go back home for studying also. So that sort of uh, give me my personality and also my knowledge about myself or the culture and everything. So I know that uh, between the culture uh, between Vietnamese and also let's say Chinese uh, people community in general sure. is pretty similar. We say, we share a lot of let's say even cuisine or the beliefs or even the way that um, we are just as people. Uh, even my last name, fun fact, is actually originated in China. So wow. sort of you know you can see how it all linked together. But um, still in a way because. Of of the languages are different and then also the people are still different so that also gave me a mix of different culture at the same time so yeah i grew up having a lot of uh, people seeing a lot of people eating different foods speaking different languages and i just feel like i'm a perfect mixture of all of the people or the places and everything that i have been to or consume or just yeah encounter yeah Fantastic. So as we said, folks, so spent a lot of time in Vietnam, a lot of time in China, and of course, nowadays, a lot of time in Taiwan. And then you say also kind of, a, let's say, a key part of your characteristics is that you're, you're influenced by, by Western kind of pop culture. So you kind of sit at that perfect kind of confluence, that perfect middle ground of, of all of those uh, different types of cultures. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that's true. So um, how it started was that uh, I would say when my parents were around my age, um, they also started, you know, getting cassettes or vinyls sure, and CD really. from, yeah, from European countries. So uh, funny enough, my uncle from my mom's side, he actually moved to Germany from a very uh, young age, around 18, also around like college time. Uh, but back then it wasn't for studying purpose, it's uh, about working purpose. However, it was sort of his way of sharing his gifts and also uh, a love language to my family. So and then we receive a lot of records from Europe country so and then a lot of pop songs a lot of uh, funky rock around um, that type of pop culture when it start you know getting started and everything so my parents received that and then they start building their own music taste and so when I was very 
I was still a baby, I would say. I listened to all sorts of music. So I started with Chinese music, Vietnamese music, of course, kids' songs. And then also, you know, ABBA or any type of, let's say, the previous generation yeah, uh, bands or artists and sort of just a mix of everything. So and then um, later on, because I built my tastes and hobbies from that, so around uh, middle school, when you know I got more access into the internet, then I found out okay, I can build more stuff from there. I can get more of interest and hobby from there. So I look into the older older day music or what is going on in the current music scene, and then I start finding out more about hip hop or let's say you know alternative music and and indie artists and everything. So it's like it whole it opened up a whole new world for me. So yeah, I would say that I thank my parents a lot for giving me that foundation, but then also thanks to the internet and how globalization happened. So and then I meet my friends in college, international friends, and then it's just like a whole big melting hot pot and everyone just come in and share their own. So yeah, I would say that still a very Asian-based person, but sure. a lot of my hobbies or interests are very Western influenced. Fantastic. So you've got, you know, you've got noodles and rice from your upbringing, but you've got funk rock and ABBA from Western influences. That sounds exactly. like just yeah. about the perfect, perfect middle ground of all of them. Fantastic. Let's come into the kind of the modern day now, Catherine, the, the present day where you are, of course, based in, in Taipei, capital of Taiwan. Um, and you've always said that Taiwan kind of it brings you a, a home away from home kind of vibe because there are certainly obviously elements of your childhood that you feel are present in Taiwan. But there are also um, differences that are also kind of adventures to be had and experiences to be learned from. Perhaps you could share some of your kind of favorites of those similarities and those differences in culture. So uh, before to say that Taiwan gives me that sense of a home away from home, I would have to start with how my first time coming to Taipei was when I was 10. So uh, earlier age, those years kind of give you, you know, a foundation of finding sure. uh, who you are. Yeah. Or like maybe you can start seeing the world from a different point of view. So I remember coming to Taiwan and I was like, oh, OK, I know that I'm still in Asia, but for some reason, it gives me a different feeling. Um, I could see people playing baseball and I mean, wow. baseball is not a prominent uh, sport back home in Vietnam for us. Back home for us, it would be badminton. It would be uh, football. Uh, coming to Taiwan and then I see people playing baseball and I was like, that is a very American sport. And I remember I was only 10 or 11 and I that was my first encounter seeing, uh, you know, an Asian community play that sport. And then I also that was my first time seeing 7-Eleven, which is like, you know, chain convenience store. And back home, we don't really had that at that time. Uh, we had what I believe you guys would call a corner shop, sure. which is like a convenience store. Yeah. But it's very local based, very community based. So I remember it was just very small details, but it gave me a sense of being not only in another country, but where I could feel that Western influence, mm -hmm. you know? So and then I was like, okay, I can get that mix already. And then I also uh, hear a lot of people that speak a mix of Chinese and also uh, English too. And I remember around 10 years ago, that was still like a very rare um, thing to hear or to, right, to wow. see around. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this is like a very cool uh, feeling that I get here traveling to Taiwan. But then also because my parents and my sister were here. So and then I felt like at that time, Taiwan was like a, a paradise for me. 
every time I get here is like a vacation, a family vacation for summer or for Lunar New Year. So then I had a very fond memory of Taiwan growing up. And then after that, because I only visited them for maybe um, throughout the span of three years, and then I head back to Vietnam and then never came back again until college. So in between that time, it was like a good eight to nine years that wow. I never visit Taiwan again. And I always told myself that one day I have to go back to Taiwan, only not only to experience it again, but also to see how 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 quick or how different Taiwan is right now. So then I remember coming back here, but this time by myself, all alone as a college student, is a total different feeling. And I could recall all the memories of going to my favorite or our favorite uh, beef noodles called <laughs> Lingdong and and all of you know uh, beef noodles a lover or enthusiast would know Lingdong Fang is a very good beef noodle place. And then I could also recall moments of us going to the Riverside Park because Taipei has a lot of Riverside Park. So we would go there during the weekend to, you know, have picnics or just like learning how to skate and stuff. So those are what makes me feel like Taiwan was also a home to me, not only because my family members were here, but it was also a spot or a place for me that I had a lot of uh, fun memories going up. So that's how Taiwan started being home to me. And then uh, this time coming back here as a college student, I feel like I had the chance to discover myself and learn more about myself in a different way uh, through language, to friends, through all of the discoveries that I made by myself. Um, I, I sort of feel like, okay, this is really a place where I could develop myself. And then connecting all of the things that I experienced before or experienced now, it feels very nice to be able to discover myself and then to have a place where I can feel completely um, still feel like I have enough support uh, for my family because it's just like a two hour traveling. If I feel like I want to go home, it just feel like I might have to take a train ride going back home. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like it's that far away. But then it also gives me enough freedom to be by myself, to just be an adult and have that independence. It's still home to me but it's still not Vietnam. So that's why I feel like Taiwan is a home away from home. Fantastic. Let's pick up on that note of, of liberty, of freedom that you mentioned there. And I think it's fair to say that, that the Vietnam, particularly the Vietnam at the time that you were growing up there, compared to modern day Taiwan, there are some very, very different experiences. Perhaps it's fair to say that Taiwan uh, affords a little bit more liberty, particularly kind of nowadays Taiwan compared to, you know, back then Vietnam. It affords you a little bit more kind of liberty, a little bit more freedom, um, to explore all all elements of culture, including, as you say, kind of exploring your, your own life and your own adventures. What kind of things have you been able to do as a young adult in Taipei and Taiwan to to learn more about yourself effectively? I would say one of the biggest difference that I noticed uh, after uh, being here in Taiwan uh, for a while is that back home, I would say that nowadays you... Uh, not only back home, I feel like globally everywhere, mm -hmm. you now have the freedom to express yourself and to show your identity, sure. either through your hair color, through your fashion style or anything, or even through your speech and all of that. But uh, of course, we have to run back to how Asia is still more conservative and traditional side of the spectrum. So I would say that being in Asia, sometimes we still don't really have that freedom to really be ourselves. However, I feel like Taiwan is a place where whatever you want to wear, whatever you want to say, 
you have that freedom to be yourself without you do, you getting offended. Yeah, exactly. Without being like worried that people might judge you or people might see you differently. And that is what I feel like is very important for anyone's journey of discovering themselves or being themselves. Because I feel like nowadays, especially with the internet and people being very, you know, judgmental, judging sure. uh, book by its cover, uh, sometimes you just feel don't feel like you can be yourself around even just with your family members or friends. So having that sort of support and freedom from the community in general, or just where you're living at, can give you that sort of, of liberty that you can wake up every day and feel like whatever I want to put on today, I feel confident. And I can just walk out of the house simply just like that, who I am. So I feel like that is something that I really appreciate here in Taiwan. Uh, but also it's just not to put, you know, a like a lower level mm -hmm. to my hometown back home in Vietnam. But it's just people back home are very community based. We are a very community based people. So sometimes uh, people more like they judge you. It's just they feel like um, sort of like, oh, we always do the same thing, certain thing as a community. Mm -hmm. So now why are you different? That is like, yeah, so it's still a good thing about community sense. But in some certain cases, it doesn't give you that liberty and freedom to be different. So that is how I see it differently. Absolutely. I, I think one of the key kind of talking points when we talk about liberty, when we talk about freedom, is is sexuality, is gender uh, and, you know, you say that you have a lot more liberty and a lot more freedom as a somebody who lives in, in Taiwan, kind of within the LGBTQ plus community as well. Can you maybe share a couple of experiences where you've just felt that things are slightly different nowadays? You have a little bit more freedom to kind of express yourself and to be who you want to be? Yeah, I think that is actually one of the biggest part whenever uh, nowadays we mention about Taiwan. Not only that Taiwan being one of the first uh, country or Asian country ever to legalize, oh, yeah, uh, a, you know, yeah, marriage. It's a pioneer, everything. right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. They are leading the, the revolution right now. Absolutely. Uh, but I feel like uh, not only... Um, the government system or agency legalizing it make it a difference. But I feel like it's more about how people perceive and see the subject by themselves. Because mm. I feel like this topic nowadays, is, it, it happens everywhere. It is everywhere. Uh, of course, having the support from the government agency make it more official. Sure. But how the community and the people living in that area uh, sort of react to the subject, to the matter itself, um, you know, give people a different sense of belonging and, and how they can live in that community. So I feel like being here in Taiwan really opened my eyes in that sense. Uh, I remember coming here in Taiwan, uh, I came um, late or beginning of September 2018. And so Pride in Taiwan happens every October, every year. So I remember that was my first encounter to Pride. And I remember it, it sort of gave me that, you know, I was like, um, I, I always know that celebrating pride is like not only about myself, but also to honor all the people, of to course. celebrate all the people in the community. So that was my first time that it made me feel very emotional because I could feel like I can be proud and out about it. I can Fantastic. be, you know, totally free and outside and only not only to celebrate and honor myself too, but also to all the people who also feel the same 
um, you know, feelings toward the, the whole community. So and then I remember at that point when you walk down the street and then you just see a group of other people, you don't know who they are, but because we belong in this community, we see each other on the street and you just kind of give everyone a little nod, like I can see you and you can see me. And that just give everyone, you know, just a sense of community. And that just feels very great. Talking on the same topic of freedom about um, my own sexuality, it also not only it, it gives me a, a freedom um, sense for my like personal uh, feelings and everything, but it also makes me feel more connected to all of my friends and peers and all the people that, you know, later uh, they come out to me or like they share with me that, hey, I'm actually part of the community too. And I feel like I'm ready to let you know. When uh, some someone, let's say that they have been living in a place where they couldn't feel like they could present themselves as who they uh, really are. Mm -hmm. And then they move into a place where suddenly they can uh, freely be themselves. And it's celebrated as well, right? It's not just allowed, it's celebrated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at first, it's that shocking feeling that you cannot believe that, yeah, that is actually true. But then because you see everyone around you, do the same thing, feel the same thing, they say the same thing. Then it also encouraged you to be yourself too. Sure. So that is what I feel like um, Taiwan has really um, mastered that 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 sense of community to people who are in the LGBTQ plus community. So that's, that's why not only people who are in Taiwan or Taiwanese, but I also see uh, foreigners not even living or studying or working here in Taiwan, but they would actually come to Taiwan to visit just around the pride season because they feel like this is the time to celebrate and they would just, you know, maybe book a trip or maybe uh, sort of visit their family and friend and just their time to really come to Taiwan and then um, just blend in with everyone else. Wonderful. A couple of topics that you mentioned there, Catherine, are kind of connecting, connection with people uh, and community. And I guess that leads us beautifully into the next question, which really kind of tickles me as a travel journalist. Catherine and I have spoken a little bit about, you know, it's easy to kind of make a connection or form a community with people who have similar tastes in perhaps music or movies or hobbies or culture, traditions. Uh, but Catherine's got a really interesting take on on geography, effectively, on travel and how that can kind of build community and, and forge friendships. Tell us a little bit about, about your kind of your Google Maps pins thoughts, if you would, Catherine. So let's start with Pinterest. I am, I'm guessing that we're all familiar with Pinterest. Of course. So it's literally pinning your interests. And I think Google Map has the same thing. You can literally pin or bookmark your favorite spot or mm-hmm. label spot that you want to visit in the near future. So uh, instead of, you know, like you just mentioned, sharing your favorite playlist or sharing your favorite books or a list of reading that you want other people to experience, I think Google Map pins or a folder of places that you want to save for yourself, family or friends or just anyone can be very special too because through those places, you can really see who this person is, what is, uh, you know, their interest, why do they visit these places. So I remember it all started uh, with my Japanese friends. So I had uh, one Japanese friend from college and she was going to visit Vietnam. And I remember her texting me randomly on a, like a Thursday afternoon. And she was like, hey, Catherine, I'm going to visit Vietnam soon. By any chance, you can share with me uh, a few local places that I could visit. 
And then I made her a folder and she even posted on Instagram about it. And she was like from Catherine, one of my Vietnamese friends. And then she Amazing. shared with me his folder, which uh, genuinely uh, gave her, you know, like a, like a very welcoming energy. And also she got very touched with that too. So then I remember, yeah, I look back into my Google map pins too. And I would love to do a story about it because I could sit all day long and then tell you why I love these places and why I mark it down. Because sometimes you go to a coffee shop and you spend hours there, even a day there, but then you don't really feel like you would come back again. So maybe you don't bookmark it, but sometimes you just pass through a bookstore. But because of the the display of the wood door, maybe of the paneling outside, or maybe the decoration you could see through the window, it suddenly reminds you of something that you really love. So, you know, it hits close to home. And then you just bookmark it. You're like, okay, I'm not going in today, but I'll go back another day. So then that is also my way of exploring the city too. I have been living here for what, up to this point, five years now, five years mm -hmm. plus. But I still discover something new every single day. And that is how I do it. As I'm walking down the street every day to work on the same route. But sometimes I notice there's something changing there. I was like, oh, this alley I walk past every day, but I never went inside. So let's take a walk today. And then I found out there's a cute, you know, pet shop or maybe a postcard shop out of nowhere. And that is what makes me love the CD even more because I get to discover it in the way that I love. And then I can pin it down and then I can share it with people in the future. So every time people come to visit Taipei, they'll be like, oh, let's go to Ding Tai Fung, one of the most fam of um, famous um, chain restaurant ever, or let's go to have bubble tea. But then instead of doing that, I share them my Google pins and I said, you know what? Maybe this is not the typical way of sharing the city or Taipei to you uh, compared to how people usually go to TripAdvisor or, you know, Yelp to find the uh, the hotspot. But these are my favorite spot and then I can take you there. And that is how I also uh, build connection with all the people. And then, of course, make my experience here even better all day, every day. That's amazing. That might be the, the kind of the purest form of travel journalism I've ever heard of. You know, I found this place or I saw this place and I think it looks amazing. When I've got some spare time, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to report back. I'm going to share it with my friends, my family, whoever will, you know, is interested and wants to learn more from from an insider view. And, and you get to build community and build friendships around it and enhance friendships that exist. That is absolutely wonderful, Catherine. Well, if people want to get in touch, if they want to find you online, if they maybe want to learn more about these incredible Google map recommendations that you give your friends and family, they can find you on social media, on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Well, you know where to find me. I'm part of Gen Z and you could tell that I might be currently online. So you can always find me on Instagram at Catherine Indeed because that was me, Catherine. Nice to um, share this with everyone. Fantastic. So that's Catherine indeed. And she has indeed been Catherine, Catherine Joan. I mean, I, I could carry on talking about this all day, but, but unfortunately, we're already coming to the end of our time together. Thank you so much for, for sharing some of your experiences of Taipei with us, Catherine, and indeed of your experiences in the wider world. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you again for having me. It was great sharing this with you. Appreciate it. Folks, you have been listening to Catherine Zhuan, who is a publicist for a Taiwanese design firm based in Taipei. Thanks again, Catherine. You've been listening to The Journey Podcast, where I, Cy Wilmore, talk with pioneers, trailblazers and thought leaders who are pushing the envelope in their industries. Thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you soon.